Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to My Night Again at St. John's the Apostle Church. Good and morning. Good morning. We have Father David Richter with us, and we have a guest, Father, or Father, yes. <laughs> you were in the seminary, Luke, so was, yeah. <laughs> Luke, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, good morning. I'm Luke. I'm the business manager at St. John the Apostle in Minot. Yep. Good Welcome. morning, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. So he's going to be joining us today for a while. Father, Yes. we have a wonderful show today. Luke, Luke is going to help us out in a bit. We have uh, Jerry Leach coming up with, uh, she is going to talk to us about jail chaplains. Mm. We, we have Alexio Divina coming up, so everybody stay tuned for that because get ready, you can walk through Alexio Divina with us. If it's your first time, um, you will get to experience that and um, just uh, come in and join us and feel the presence of Jesus and God today and hopefully maybe he will speak to you. Uh, we have Rochelle Savageo from the Diocese of Fargo. She is an amazing person. And she is going to help us to continue embarking on the journey with Christ. And then we are going to talk about communal Lent. And we have a surprise for you. I'm not going to spoil it right now. Hmm. But it's awesome. You have to wait. You have to wait. You have to be there with us. Walk through this journey today with us. Also, I would like to ask everyone to pray for the Pope and um, all the people that are involved there, all the Christians that are coming out. They are in Iraq. They're in Iraq and um, uh, the Pope is visiting. I'm not going to even try to say some of the the places because I don't know how to pronounce them correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is going to be visiting the Christians there. Some Christians died there. Was it like two years ago? Well, it was a few years back. Um, they were killed in a church. Yeah. And um, he's going to be visiting that site. And so let's pray pray for all the Christians. Father, why don't you start us out, all out with the prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, as you give us this holy time, this season of Lent, where you want to offer us your tender mercies, that we may be free of disordered attachments and attach ourselves completely to you, faithfully allowing you to provide and trusting you to do what you ask. May this this program today be fully in accord with your desires and your will. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Jerry. Do we have you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. So, Father, this is Jerry Leach. Good morning, Jerry. Luke, this is she's the executive director with the Jail Chaplains. Where are you located, Jerry? In Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. So, what jail do you go to? Or jails? We go in. 
Um, we go into the Cass County Jail here in Fargo. Okay. It is um, like a 348-bed facility. Wow. wow. That's a lot. So it is. And do, do you want to take a guess at how many people pass through the jail in a year? Like transition as they have to be in jail and then they come out of jail? Right. Right. How many people do you think are booked into the Cass County Jail in a mm. year? 2,000? I would say more like probably 20,000. Yeah, well, it's in between there. <laughs> it was about 9,300 9, people okay. in wow. 2020. Oh, Isn't that amazing. incredible? When I first heard the number, I thought, wow, that's a mission field right here in our own community. We don't have to go to Africa or, you know, some right. foreign country to be able to witness. Absolutely. Mother Teresa always says that, you know, all you have to do is walk out your back door and your Amen. mission is right there. So, Jerry, why don't you tell us about how you got into this ministry? What, I mean, you just kind of gave us a little window of you're amazed. So did you think about the jail first? Or did you have a mission already, and then the jail just came in? Oh, my. <laughs> God weaves our lives together in absolutely incredible ways. So I'm actually, um, I'm in my early 60s. I grew up on a farm in South Dakota, and I worked for a regional seed company for 27 years. And it was in the last years I was at the seed company, um, the church that I attended, we started to cook and serve dinner at the Salvation Army the fourth Sunday of each month. And we did that for a couple years, and then there was a new position there. Uh, it was community relations director. And so they asked if I would be interested well, by that time, the seed company I worked for had been bought by a large international company, and customer service wasn't quite the same. Mm, so yeah. I left the seed company and went to work for the Salvation Army, my first intro into nonprofit. Um, wow. And now when I look <laughs> at that, I see how God prepared my heart for um, jail chaplains. But um, while I was at the Salvation Army, um, there was a real major um, heart change, I guess I would call it. I thought I was really accepting of people when I started there, and maybe I'd been there like about six months, and I started to think, why do we keep seeing the same people over and over again? And so we'd gone through a Christmas season, and we saw like four generations come in to sign up for food boxes. You know, mom, grandma, a pregnant teenager, and, you know, maybe a toddler yet. And so um, here was the heart change. I was having a conversation with a lady one day, and she said um, that she'd grown up in a family where her parents were both addicted to drugs and alcohol, and they had always been on food stamps. Yeah. And then... Um, she was a single mom, so she'd been on food stamps. When we had our conversation, she said to me that she was thankful that she was making enough income. She's no longer on food stamps. 
But she struggled to go to the grocery store with her own checkbook. Mm. And I thought, mm. why wouldn't you feel good about being able to provide for yourself? And then what she told me was she, did, she didn't know anybody who mm. went to the grocery store with their own checkbook. So she didn't know there was another way. Oh, wow. Hmm. Isn't that so? My mindset changed from why wouldn't they do, why wouldn't you want to provide for yourself to how would they know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's huge. We assume everyone knows what we know or experiences what we experience. And if we start really talking about real things, we find out it's very different, right? Correct. And, it, Correct. and isn't it amazing how she probably, um, you probably ended up sharing God and Jesus with her, but how they probably didn't even know that God exists. Right. I mean, that same principle, we can't assume that, I mean, um, we have Chaplain Mike is our chaplain whose office is literally in the jail here in Fargo. And um, we were just having this conversation recently about he was amazed at how many inmates at Christmas time had never heard the Christmas story in Fargo, mm-hmm. North Dakota. I mean, yeah, they don't they don't so, even know what Christmas is, do they? They just see all the commercial. Right. Right. Huh. right. The, the true meaning of it. And so we as Christ followers and uh, people that have hope. It's like we have such an opportunity to let him shine through us to everyone around us, you know, so that they're curious and they ask questions about how can you be joyful in the midst of this trial, you know. Um, And so it's just a real um, opportunity that we have. And I am so grateful to have been... um, called, I will call it, mm-hmm. to um, the jail chaplain ministry, you know, so I spent about six years at the Salvation Army, and then um, the position, uh, actually the first full-time position um, for executive director here at jail chaplains opened up, and um, yeah, I had no idea what an adventure God had in plans for, plans for me. <laughs> Um, so you, you didn't exactly, that. right, when you accepted that, you didn't exactly know, you were kind of blinded to what an executive director chaplain is. I mean, you heard it, um, you were there, but you were kind of, you weren't in the spot, so you didn't, um, it, it wasn't fully right, no. E- yeah. evolved. No. Yeah, you can't imagine, yeah, I didn't know what I didn't know, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always God's grace. <laughs> Isn't so, it? And, you know, a lot of the times we set out that we think we're going to do something to help someone else, and we change more yeah. than the people we're trying to help. Do you know what I mean? In that yep. journey. Yep. It's like being a teacher. You usually learn more than what your students do. <laughs> right. Yeah. If we don't, we're probably not doing it for the right reason. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. You, yeah. you think, and, and that's amazing that you say journey, 
because today is all about journeying, Jerry. We're going to be talking about uh, Lexio Divina and um, communal Lent yeah. and, and some experiences. So your journey here, and, and you're woven in with... Um, the chaplain Mike. Now he's not a he's not a pastor. He's a regular layperson like you, correct? No, actually, um, Mike has pastoral credentials. Oh, he does. Um, okay, and right, or else we wouldn't. Uh, so, I mean, maybe we kind of have an oxymoron a, a little bit with. So, the official name of our organization is Peace Officer Jail Chaplains Association. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, but that was just it was too much use when we're just for marketing purposes and that kind of thing. So we just shortened it up to jail chaplain. But Mike is the only person on our staff that has um, pastoral credentials. Okay. The rest of us are lay people. We have some volunteers that are pastors, but the vast majority of our team are lay people that love Jesus and love people. Right. So, so um, your role—do you just pray with them? Like, do you give them a Bible and say, "Oh, we're going to go, we're going to go through this today"? Or how? How do you? You have to be introduced somehow. How? How is that introduction? Yes. Can you give us a vision on the radio of how that works? Because yep. what I yep. picture is, I picture you in a room, and it's still um, security, and um, it might have a cold atmosphere. I'm not sure. Um, yep. Well, the Cass County Jail is an incredible place, and there are a number of federal prisoners that are housed here as well. And they tell us they kind of joke around and say this is more like a grade school than a prison, <laughs> you know, or jail <laughs> from other parts of the country. But that's just because we have um, a sheriff and his team who are very compassionate. I mean, they're. A whole desire. Um, our previous sheriff said it very well. He used to say, I refuse to be a warehouse for people. You know, if they do the crime, they're going to do the time. They need to be yeah. here. But Wonderful. we're going to give them every opportunity and tool to help them leave here healthier than what they arrived so they could make healthier life choices. So wow. the inmates all have an opportunity to respond request spiritual care. That's kind of the separation between church and state. So we don't go around to the cells and knock on the door and say, you want to talk to me? Here's the Bible. Right. Um, Okay, Jerry, we're going to have to, we're going to take a quick break. I want you to pause right there. And and when we come back, then, so we have the beginning here. Um, We we know that they feel more like they're in school and learning. (laughs) So now when we come back after this break, we're going to have you describe to us that learning and take us into that room with you so that we can feel what you feel. And, okay, and perfect. Maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe somebody will come and join you. <laughs> maybe they want to be a, a jail chaplain. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. You're here with Father Rick, David Richter, with uh, Luke, uh, Luke Demers. Demers, and... I'm Lori Leffer. Come right back and help us to experience being a jail chaplain. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however. And I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a Mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Today's Real Presence Live broadcast on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Rose Management. Affordable housing provided, serving North Dakota and Minnesota. 701-237-6840 or rosemanagement.net. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. This is Father David Richter with Lori Leffer and Luke Demers in studio here. And we're speaking with Jerry Leach, who's a jail chaplain at the Cass County Jail in Fargo. And she started out her story by she used to sell seeds. Now she's busy sowing seeds in the prison, uh, seeds of faith. So, uh, Jerry, if we kind of cut you off uh, at the break, you were going to kind of walk us through your day, how you meet uh, the the ones that you minister to and, and what that kind of looks like. So uh, can you pick up where, where we left off? You bet. Absolutely. So I'm going to describe to you what's happening today, okay? Pre-COVID, we did group programs, so more like a class in the jail. But since COVID, those programs were suspended and volunteers are not allowed in the the jail. So what Mm. we've done is we pivoted. And um, Chaplain Mike continues to go into the jail. And so let's say I'm newly arrested and I, um, I came in last week in the jail, I've gone through my um, isolation period. They know I don't have COVID. Mm 
and I can now fill out a kite or a request to see a chaplain. And then Chaplain Mike would come and visit with me. Or um, in a housing pod, there's about 50 cells, and they're around the outside of that area. And in the center, there's a desk that's on a raised platform, and the officer sits there, and the inmates, um, when they're out of their cells, are that's the general area. And there's TVs and tables and magazines, and there's a book cart. And so Chaplain Mike walks in. And what we're using now is Bible study sheets. So he's written a Bible study, and we've been giving out life recovery Bibles to any inmate that would like one for years. So our goal with this study sheet is to encourage the men and women to actually use the Bible we've given them. So Chaplain Mike would walk in, and he would greet the guys, and sometimes he'll, you know, they're sitting around the table, and playing cards or something, and he'll visit, and somebody will ask him for prayer. And so he will certainly accommodate that, start the conversation, and um, hand out some Bible study sheets. And on the sheet, so we're teaching them to use the Bible, if we list a reference of a specific verse, we list the page number in the Bible so they can go to it. The Life Recovery Bible has footnotes on it that further explain the verses, and all of those refer to recovery. And so it personalizes what's written in Scripture for them mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Up, here's... Go ahead. Uh, it applies it or more easily to their circumstance, right? Correct. Yeah. And the, the terminology, uh, we're using a translation that is designed to be read aloud, so it's more like a um, a little bit more like a story kind sure. of thing, easier to understand. Here's the exciting thing: we've been totally amazed at the engagement, how the inmates are taking these Bible study sheets, they're filling them out, they're finishing one, and they're asking for the next one. Fabulous. It's incredible. Wow. They're self-gathering to do the, the Bible study sheets together. Wow. Um, so you don't have to go out and you don't have to um, wonder why you're there that day. You know <laughs> that there's somebody that's going to be coming and showing up. So right. they, they actually go back to their cell or their break time or whatever, and they are they starting to share? Do they share with you? Do they get share time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so Mike goes around, so we actually do two Bible study sheets a week, so on Tuesday and Friday. So today is a longer study that he hands out because we're going into the weekend when we traditionally think about church and those kinds of things. And then on Tuesday, the sheet is actually, uh, it's called... The Life Recovery Bible also has the 12-step program built oh, into it. And so there's devotions. And so the sheet that we hand out on Tuesday is the 12-step program. Just getting them used to knowing that the devotions are in the Bible and stuff. So, you know, when we spend time in God's Word, He worked. We're yeah. putting ourselves, we're opening up our heart and saying, Lord, help me. 
Yeah, that sounds like an excellent, maybe we should get the Bible study program here for my parish. (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd have to lock them all up, though, so it feels real. (laughs) Well, I don't know, Father, you've got some classrooms right over here. (laughs) Luke might be your first guest. (laughs) You know, Father, though, I mean, we joke about that. But here's part of what's happened. We often refer to time in the jail as God's time out. You know, for those of us walking around in the community, we like to think that we have things under control. If you are locked into jail, it's a pretty stark reality that what you're doing is not working. Right. Right. And so I think we are in a position where God gets our attention in a different way in yeah. that environment. Absolutely. So, so do you run into many challenges, like people that <clears throat> maybe came to come to that session, but um, that Bible time, but then all of a sudden they realize that they don't want to be there? Oh, certainly. Or do, what do you, and do I mean, they just walk out? or? Um, sure. Go back to their cell. Um, You know, and sometimes there are individuals that would try to distract one another, you Mm know, um, that that's been one thing like um, Chaplain Mike tells me that as a general population, like they're more open to praying in public than what he's ever seen before, you know, Mm -hmm. so programs in the in the jail we're suspended on March 13th. So, I mean, we're almost at a year. Yeah. And I'll never forget when we got that call that says programs are suspended because of COVID. And it's like, everything we do is relational. Now what are we going to do? Right. Because they, they don't and get to, so, during that time period, you didn't have, like, computers or Zoom or anything like that, right? No. And even now, the jail is not the technology in the jail does not allow for zoom and that kind of and that kind of thing so we're just yeah. very fortunate to um have a sheriff and mm-hmm. his team that boldly support faith-based programs see it as an essential service yeah. and then you know we thought and prayed and it's like let's try these bible study sheets not ever imagining the inmates would engage with them at the level they have And then when they're spending time in the Word like that, then they're asking Chaplain Mike a lot more meaningful questions. Um, So it's really cool. And then I I don't want to run out of time to be Mm -hmm. able to say we integrated living free small groups, which are faith-based small groups, into our ministry a couple years ago. So those groups are available Right now, only in the community. Pre-COVID, we were also doing the group in the jail, and we'll get back to that soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Is um, that where you help but, them on the outside after they come out yes. of the jail? Mm. Yes. Yeah, because they have to totally important. reinvent themselves. Yes, yes. Yeah, that that sounds like a very important and good uh, uh uh, doing that program because, uh, yeah, you, it's like getting through school and then like now you're on your own. Um, there's there's more help needed probably <laughs> after than there is during. 
So Well, that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, right. they have bad habits that need to change. They've got to cut themselves off from their old circle of friends, or right. they'll be right back in it again. Yep, yep. Uh, there's been something on my mind since we started. Um, so is is it they're both men and women there? Are they separate units, or is it just guys in there? No, it's men and women. And here in Fargo, um, it's been very consistent over the years. The population tends to run about 25% female and 75% male. Okay. Do they have, like, their and own... So- own wings or you know they're separated right they don't just correct correct yeah yep that's and even when when we had programs rarely would it would only be a special program you know maybe three or four times a year when they would bring men and women together in the program's room for the same program everything kept separate yeah that's what i thought Uh, thanks for clearing that up and making it uh, I, I know that it's usually more guys, but um, just wanted to clarify. So thanks. Well, Jerry, we're yeah, coming. And you know what? They're all someone's son or daughter. Many yep. of them are mothers and fathers, and they yeah. need us as people of faith to yep. extend a hand and say, you know, if you're ready, we're willing to help you. Yeah. Yep. Um, Take it. Well, Jerry, thank you for sharing hope with us today. Um, We've been talking with Jerry Leach. She's the executive director of uh, Jail Chaplains. Um, Cass County Jail is where she is located with Chaplain Mike and uh, other volunteers. We hope that you have enjoyed the segment on Real Presence Live Radio. We are going to go to a break in in just a few seconds. And uh, stay with us because we are going to take you even deeper now that you can personally, personally walk through and have um, an experience, and it's called Lexio Divina. Um, Come back with us. We'll be right back after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 